Welcome to the Project Cycling Podcast. Today we spoke to Cameron Scott. He's a tremendously talented cyclist who rides for ARA Pro Racing Sunshine Coast. Um, he's got a number of race wins to his Palmares, but most notably he has won a world championship on the track in the team's pursuit and most recently won the last two stages of Tour of Gippsland, the Melbourne Warnable, and is leading the National Road Series overall at the moment. So it's been a, a tremendously great start for him for, for the start of the year. And yeah, we had a chat with him about that. Um, please bear with us during this episode. We did have a few internet dropout issues as we were doing this um, podcast over the internet. So there's uh, a couple of pauses in there, but all in all, it was still a good podcast. Thanks for listening. We're back. We're back. <laughs> We're back. It's been a while. It's been a while. Season two. I'm calling it season two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I suppose um, for your info, Ken, this is the literally one year pretty much to the day since we did our first podcast. Our first podcast was Melbourne Warnable, wasn't it? No. Um, oh, yeah. our first proper, proper one. Yeah, proper a couple one. of sketchy ones before that <laughs> that we sort of have written off from our memory. But yeah, yeah. first sort of yeah. first proper podcast was really Melbourne Warning last year. Oh, yeah, last year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who did we had uh, Kane and Danielle. Kane and Daniela on Danielle. Yeah. yeah. So you're our second Melbourne Warnable um, podcast guest and probably our, well, our most successful Melbourne Warnable <laughs> podcast yeah. guest. That was, that was a preview with Kane and he didn't quite live up to it. So we've, 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 we cut him. Him. we've never had him, never had him back. <laughs> number. <laughs> If you listen, Cam, we might we mind uh, getting you back on my <laughs> But how how you been, Cam? I've been been really good. Just kind of getting stuck in with training again. I had a bit of a bit of an easy couple of weeks after the warning, so just yeah. starting to starting to rebuild and get ready for our Europe trip, which is happening in May. Yeah. Okay. So you, you guys guys heading up. <laughs> Yep, books to fly out on the 23rd um, yeah, of okay. April, just after the Road Oceanas. So nice. I'm going to do about eight weeks over there, I reckon, the whole team. There'll be about nine of us. Um, got a few race starts already. Um, hopefully, there's a few more on the way. So it's shaping up to be a really cool trip. Cool. And did I hear, um, I, I spoke to Kane actually at the um, Sizzling Summer Series uh, round two, and he was saying that the female um race team uh, the ladies race team is going over beforehand is that right or, or afterwards after you guys um possibly they're definitely going over i don't know when that's happening i kind of bit out of that loop but they kind of half of them will be the track girls that are based here in adelaide and the other half are the proper roadies so yeah i don't know really what their schedule is going to be looking like that's good to see that they're International racing's back for the domestic guys. It's been a couple of years now. It's been a long time coming. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know why it's uh I don't know why it got held off for so long. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um was was heading into the this sort of training bike, uh training block. Um I assume it was pretty easy after the three three wins in a row streak that you're on. Um 
after the last couple of races. That must make the, the headspace pretty cruisy going into this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was happy to have a bit of time off. I'd been on it for a while before, you know, kind of getting ready for nationals and what the rest of the summer. So I was definitely ready to, you know, just sit down for a little bit. Um, but yeah, confidence is up and the morale as well. So it definitely makes it easier. We're just kind of um, rejigging the program just to kind of suit the Belgian style of racing a bit more. And yeah, it's been, I've been really enjoying it actually, not doing too many efforts, just kind of riding and enjoying myself. Yeah, cool, cool. Because like heading into, because that's the summer block here is pretty, pretty chockers full. Especially for, um, it's the only part of the world you say the Aussie calendar that's actually a genuine race block with races most weekends. Um, How did you feel going into that? Like, did you did you feel like you were gonna you were up for a summer as, as good as it was? Because it was a pretty bloody good one for you. Um, yeah, well, I was kind of hoping for a bit more early on, so nationals. Um, didn't really, didn't really work out. I was fit and everything, but just the, the kind of the way that that race panned out and the conditions didn't really, um, go in my favor. I think for me to go well there, it has to be a very specific scenario. Um, that didn't happen. And anyway, we kind of got on to TDU reset, just tried to get my sprint legs back on and. I was up there kind of around the mark on all the stages and couldn't quite get there. Got a few podiums. And I think as the, as those weeks went on, like each race, I was just get, kind of getting faster and faster and getting a bit more confidence as well. Yeah. Cam, it's, it's interesting you just say you talk about nationals, I suppose being, I imagine it was a, it's a pretty big um, goal for you as it is for most domestic riders going on racing the nationals. And you said you need a very, I suppose, uh, specific sort of circumstances in that race to do, to do well. And that sort of didn't, the, the conditions didn't uh, I sort of unfold or play out the way you, you know, that fell in your favour. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, before, I'm not the, not the best climber in the race. So I think that's pretty fair to say. It's over, um, mate. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and the heat as well, I think that makes it a lot harder. Um, yeah, I, I normally don't go too badly in the heat, but when it's like on a course that hard, it kind of really gets to me. That heat was um, brutal though. Like that yeah. wasn't just hot. That was, that was like riding in an oven. Yeah. Bit of a, I think there was tailwind up the hill too this year, which doesn't help me either. Bit less of a sit on the hill and yeah, I think if had we raced the day before, that would have been a very different race, I reckon. Yeah, we've heard, um, and leading into nationals, we did speak with Ben, obviously, who was training for for that event as well, or that race as well, and um, spoke about a bit of heat adaptation and you know, heat training and getting used to that, anticipating that the conditions down there normally do tend to lend themselves to being either hot or really hot. Um, doesn't seem to be too much difference from that. Um, what do you do in that space given, you know, I suppose, what do you, what do you do to prep up for your hot races? Um, just try and train when it's hot, really. Just like so kind of later, 
less roll out in the mornings. Um, I do do a bit of sauna um, as well, just kind of in and around gym sessions and stuff. But this year it was a little bit different. I was kind of traveling around a bit, like seeing my family at Christmas and having nationals brought back to early in the year again, kind of, you know, I would have preferred it a bit later like last year, but obviously I didn't race last year. Um, but yeah, I was just doing a bit of sauna stuff and, but every, everywhere I went kind of this year, it was just cold. Really. I was in New South Wales for a year and um, came back to Adelaide and it was still just cold and not really ideal conditions for kind of prepping for the heat. So I, probably, I probably could have done, you know, some ergo sessions and, you know, you, you always hear people talking about doing ergo sessions in the bathroom with heaters on and, yeah, that kind of stuff. But <laughs> so I'm, much fun. Yeah, yeah, I'm not really into that. <laughs> yeah, I want to win nationals, but not that bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard a lot of. I must admit, of the people we speak to, and you know, the little I've done of any sort of heat training myself, which is definitely not at that level, I've never heard or had any positive engagement with heat training. Like, not one person goes, oh, "I love training in the heat. It's fantastic." It's like, you know, yeah, they're all brutal stories or, or horror stories when it comes to heat adaptation training. Oh, yeah, it's pretty yeah. savage. <clears throat> but this year, like, I don't know, I went in doing, because I did a fair bit of heat training for nationals, and I don't know, this year was just particularly brutal. Like, it's been hot previous years I've done it, but, you know, even my power numbers and everything, and I'm not the only one to, to walk away saying this, but, like, my numbers were down compared to other years, like, quite significantly. Um, but just the heat was just, like, I don't know, it was just that kind of brutal heat that, it just blew the race apart. Yeah, it was it was proper solid. Yeah. Sounds like we're missing out, Damo. <laughs> no, no look, didn't look too bad on the telly. Yeah, at the, at the air con crane. Yeah. So I, was, I was riding with you on the train in my 19-degree climate-controlled room. It was beautiful. <laughs> Doing your cold adaption. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be great for those yeah. Antarctic races. So might, um, if you don't mind, Kim, do you mind stepping us through a little bit of your you're riding with, and I'll mess this up. I can never remember if it's now ARA or ACA. Is it ACA now? It's ARA. Uh, <laughs> we debated this before. So, no, no, I'm pretty sure it's ACA now. <laughs> so, my apologies. But you're with ARA now, and you've been with them for a number of years now. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. So, I, I was actually on the team the first year they started, which was called ACA at that time. So, oh, I can understand yeah. the confusion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, mate. <laughs> but um, go on and have a look, having a look, a little bit of a look back at your bike. You started as a young fella on mountain bike, and then transitioned into track, and then into road. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, very early on. Um, this is when we were living in uh, in Wagga in New South Wales. Just kind of got into mountain biking just through my dad and a few of his mates, um, and then they kind of introduced us to the. Um, like the Wagga Cycle Club and they had track sessions on and training days and it kind of really all just kicked off from there and kind of got more and more serious as the years went on. And you had a fair bit of success on the track too as a, as a junior? Yeah, yeah, we did. I did track and, you know, back like in your junior days, you've got the track season and the road season. So 
you, you spend half the year doing either one or the other. Um, but yeah, I'd say, I don't know, I've, I've, I'd say I kind of matured a little bit earlier, so I had a bit of a the upper hand on most of the other guys. But as I got older, the kind of field got leveled out a bit. Everybody else started catching up. So how old were you then when you first hit oh, ACA in, in the early days when the team kicked off? Um, it would have been uh, well, early under 23s, so. 20, okay. I reckon, yeah. Because I think the yeah, no, right. first year was 2018. All oh, right. Yeah, yeah, it was 20. Okay. So it's just, I suppose what I was um, sort of angling towards a little bit here, like I know you said, you know, as a junior, you have that track season really and then you, you know, transition straight into road and, and it, you know, you're basically riding everything and I suppose you're probably – Currently, Ron was still doing a little bit on the dirt and, you know, just riding anything with wheels, I'd say, um, growing up. Do you think you developed into, and we, we, I don't want to say a specific top rider because that's not the case and, you know, we've had these conversations before, but did any of, of that lend itself to you being stronger at something, you know, as you, as you moved into sort of that, that first seasons of racing with the team? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think... Uh, well, as an under 19, it was definitely more uh track focus, like heavily on the track. So, I was actually a track sprinter. Um, as an under 19, um, went to junior worlds and did the team sprint, um, and the kilo and those kind of um events. So, from well, looking back now, I think that definitely kind of shaped me into the rider I am today, you know, a bit more. On the powerful side and less aerobic, if you if you want to call it that. To answer your question, Damo, I definitely don't want to bring Cam to a finish. Yeah, that's what I was leaning. To. I was trying to gently <laughs> take it there, like <laughs> I was. I was not coming into the end of the warning. Glad that Cam was in the group. Yeah. That's, that, <laughs> yeah. So you still got a pretty nasty sprint on you, basically. Put it that way. Yeah, I think um, since, ever since I stopped doing track, it's um, I've just gotten fitter and stronger and just better for it over the longer distances so i think i can definitely say that i'm a lot more versatile now as a rider on the road that's good the one is definitely quite a bit longer than the than the kilo <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> um yeah like um in with when it, when it comes to um one question i wanted to ask you with like the summer racing here um did the results feel like they were coming um, in the sense that like <clears throat> I found at least racing against you that it, it felt like you, you had better form than the results sheet showed um, at least in the early part, like, you know, realistically you were pretty rough to miss out on the nationals crit um, just because a, a couple of riders snuck off the front there at the end. And and that sort of thing, and and even at um, TDU, it at least from from where I was in the race, very much not being a part of the sprint. Um, it, it seemed like the, you know, you had the legs, but it just wasn't quite clicking for you. And then you just came out at Gippsland and just went bang. Mm, yeah, I think the, 
it just goes to show that the strongest guy doesn't always win. Um, and I think the as a team, we kind of each race we just got better and better at riding together and committing to the plan um, and just getting more organized in the bunch as well, especially in the finishes. Uh, TDU was kind of pretty pretty hectic, so it was the first real um, race that we'd ridden together. We've got a few a few new guys on the team like Kane and um, Carter as well, so we'd never ridden with them before, and it just I think it just took a few goes to kind of really get dialed in as the as a like one kind of unit. Yeah, and coming off, you know, those couple of couple of wins at Gippsland and then into Melbourne, uh, Melbourne and Warney, I suppose. Would it be fair to say you're feeling like you're pretty well, um, you know, a, a, more of a well-oiled machine now? Yeah, as a team, you're a lot more cohesive and, and working working together a lot better. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think I think it'll be interesting to see how we can take that to Europe. You know, bigger bunches, harder racing, and yeah, I'm actually quite keen to see how we we can go over there against the more, you know, seasoned professionals, I guess you could call them. Yeah. Well, it's good that you've had that summer to get that experience under your legs because that is one thing that is hard about our Australian summer. It, it's so tightly contested, but the teams are all so new. It's like, so there is that who can gel quicker sometimes can be the winning team and it does open it up for a few things like we saw at the crit champs that somebody can sneak away while the teams are still work finding their feet so that hopefully that you know that trial and error will, will aid you guys when you head to those european races yeah so, yeah i think we we definitely made a lot of mistakes and we've kind of learnt from them all i reckon well the team's in a good you know in a good place um you know it's Yes, like you had a pretty damn good at least finish to the um, summer racing, but you know it's not just been you getting the chockies. Like you know, Kane won Gippsland overall in the first stage, and Angus took the the Wollonga Hill stage at, at TDU, and you know it's it's been a <clears throat> ARA have been on the podium, if not on the top step of the podium for nearly every race we've turned up to this summer. So, it, yeah, the whole team must be on a pretty big high. Yeah, it's really cool to see. And I love when the when the other guys can kind of put their hand up to go for wins. You know, quite often it's just all about, um, all about me and the sprint finish. So I'm more than happy to kind of reverse the roles when the, when it doesn't really suit me as much, whether it's Hillier or, you know, supporting somebody up in a breakaway even. So, yeah, and I really like when the, um, when the other guys win because it feels like a, a win for me. You know, a win for them is a win for everybody else, really. How do you go with that, Cam? Like, um, you know, I imagine that no matter how well you're riding or, or how well the team's meshing, if you got a lot of races, you said, or quite often it's all about you and the sprint finish. Or how do you how do you handle that? So you know, does does much pressure come with that, or how do you feel about that 
you know, when that's on your shoulders, for want of a better term? Yeah, I think most of the pressure comes from myself. Um, well, there is a little bit of pressure from the team and the DSs and stuff, but I mainly put it on myself because they're, they're kind of sacrificing their, their whole race for me. Um, and yeah, that, you know, you never want to let them down or anything. All you can do is your best, really. So, um, I think I, my handle it. Okay. I suppose it's one of those things too that you mentioned before, just because you're the strongest doesn't mean you come away on the day with the win. And there's so many variables when you're coming down to a sprint that you can be almost, yeah, pretty much at the top of your game. Blowing the floods in the area, messing with all the internet. I don't know if that's the case or not, but there has been a lot of internet dramas in the area. Sorry, so I think it's from. I can't imagine. I'm going to blame the tech guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was giving you an out there, but you know, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, so you're just saying pretty pretty much that most of the pressure really comes from your expectation of yourself and from other, you know, you wanting to perform well because other people are sacrificing their race essentially um, to get you into a position where you can, you know, um, explode from the docks, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, there's kind of, there's a, a team plan we all go through before a race and at the end it's kind of up to everybody to get whoever we're working for in that position to go for it and most of the time um, we do we do that but there's just small small little mistakes that we can all learn from and take into the next races. That kind of t- um, leads into a question I did want to ask you um, given that you have been on you know, ARA slash ACA since its inception. Um, does it feel like something's changed in oh, are we back? Yeah. Sorry, man. We'll give it one more crack. If it doesn't work, we'll have to cut it short. <laughs> We've gone over to my phone, so hopefully that um is a bit more stable. You were um, saying. I don't know how much you you caught in that, but I was I was saying that um, you know the the teams had had some good riders in it pretty much throughout its the well it has had good riders on it throughout the entire time it's it's been around and I just always felt that there were the ingredients there for a team that to be a real genuine force to be reckoned with, um, but the the results weren't quite as good as I thought the team was arguably capable of and. Um, you know, like the Tour de Tweed in 2020 was um, a good, like the team time trial in that was a good showing that like the firepower was certainly there because like when, when you guys just hit the road for that, like you just lit it up. Um, has anything changed? Because to, to, like the way you guys came out firing this summer was just like both men's and women's team, you're just like absolutely on fire and almost unbeatable um, now. And it's, you know, somewhat frustratingly for me now, whatever was lacking definitely seems to be there. Um, I was just wondering whether it, it felt like anything is different this year. Uh, the team's definitely evolved over the years, kind of since we've started. But I think 
it comes down to like we've always had good riders um but i think it's more having the right combination um so maybe possibly in previous years we've had you know too many guys that are just the same rider yeah okay um, but i think i think now you've got a really good spread of abilities you know you've got your like you've got your sprinters your climbers you guys that can ride you guys for the lead out the kind of guys going for the you know the breakaways and stuff we just got a really kind of widespread of talent on the team now and it's it makes it a lot easier to make a um a race plan when it's like that yeah for sure because like i I, especially like Gippsland was a case where um man you guys were just all over everyone like it it was one of those races where it just felt like every time you we went to make a move or do anything and try and make an impact on the race it was just like oh, i you know ara i've just got a stranglehold in this again um and it was yeah it just felt like you had everyone on the back foot and we were just constantly just trying to you know get back into control of the race Hmm. Last year, we we did make a lot of mistakes. There were a few races consecutively where we just missed the breakaway every time. Um, and that really, you know, you could tell at the end that it's not really how everyone <laughs> wants, the, wants the race to go. So I, that kind of just must have just clicked for everybody. Um, gave gave the guys a bit more of um, a bit more urgency, I think, in the early stages of the race to to really keep moving forwards and be in the race, not just um, not just part of it in the bunch. Yeah, Cam, from the outside looking into it, it appears that um, the team look is has one eye on the future as well. Looks like there's quite a few sort of developing riders that have been brought into that ARA squad um, and are getting a bit of a ride here and you know, around at different races and that. Some um, more, some of the more junior guys, one, one in particular that comes to mind is young Lockie Miller, um, who I see has had a couple of rides as well. Like, does that – I haven't noticed that in the past. Is that something that – or definitely I haven't noticed it to the extent that I seem to be seeing it now. Um, has that been a, any sort of shift or has that always been there and I'm just – you know, we're seeing a bit more of it now. I think this year is the first year we've had a under-19 program. There's in the team now, we've got five, four boys and one girl. So it is, it's cool to see, um, you know, it seems like the first NRS team that's really buying into the, the juniors in kind of creating a true development squad. I think that's uh, a, a pretty cool knock-on effect. Sorry, I was just going to say this. I think that's a pretty cool knock-on effect of the – because this is the first year we've had an under-19 NRS as, a, as its own separate thing. Um, and I think that's a pretty wicked knock-on effect of that um, – yeah, there's a genuine race that they can 
a recruit the under 19 riders and then send them to, because it's pretty hard for a team to, you know, not that it's impossible because it's been done well in the past, but to juggle that, you know, you're bringing in the under 19 riders, but also trying to win the race at the same time. Like it, it's hard to find that right balance of developing young guys and giving the opportunities, but also turning up with, you know, seven of the best guys that you need, need to win. Yeah. And I, I suppose a lot of teams don't particularly have such a depth of field that they can afford to do that as well. Like they need to sort of bring their you know, best riders on the day. And it can be hard, like you said, to slot that additional, to cut somebody and slot in an additional rider who's really just that developing rider who's there for experience, you know, and, and it's a balancing act. Especially when you've only got, which a lot of teams do a budget for the next 12 months, maybe two years. It's hard to justify bringing a rider to a race that could win it in three years' time. So it's, um, it's good to see that ARA are, are doing that and establishing themselves that they're planning to be here for, for a while and they're set up to do that. Because I know that's something, um, you know, we, we try to juggle um, as best as we can. Like we don't have any riders as young as under 19 on the team, but there are still some, some of the younger guys on the squad and, and we quite often do talk about you know, trying to find that right balance because, I mean, yeah, when you're turning up with the goal of winning an NRS race, you need the seven fittest guys, um, but and and there are good like not to, you know, it it, it sounds like it could, I could be hinting at the fact that the younger guys don't contribute or they're not the seven fittest guys, but it is it takes a special young rider to be, you know, good enough to force their selection in teams that want want to win. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I think the under-19 NRS initiative is, is pretty cool because I don't think ARA will be the only team. Like, they're sort of the only team to really get behind it at the moment. But, um, yeah, it's certainly, I would predict, it's going to be a more and more of a thing as the years go on. You said, Cam, moving, um, looking forward to heading overseas. And you uh, correct me if I'm wrong, about the 25th of May or something like that. Was that right? right. Did you say we're back? It says we're back. Can you hear us, Cam? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it went a bit funny there for, for a yeah. um, Mate, you said, correct me if I'm wrong, about the 25th-ish of May, you're heading overseas? Uh, April. So just after the road, Oceanus. Right. Oh, well, that rules you out of Grafton and Inverell this year then? Yes, that's right. <laughs> well, so there'll be some people happy to hear that, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. So after um, <laughs> two of the Brisbane summer, Someone else can win an NRS race. Yeah, we can have a turn. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's your plans uh, domestically between now and then, mate? Yeah. What, what, so what you... most of the team will be gone by then. And... Yeah. I think it's, it's uh, NRS-wise, it's just Twitter Brisbane between now and then. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's sort of – because there is also – that's the Oceanic Championships. Um, and then there's – the Oceano time trial as well on on that weekend, but that's pretty much the extent of the big domestic races. Mm. Oh, not much, not much more to go. Um, we might have to look at wrapping this up. I think we're dropping in and out again. I think we're we're testing the the bandwidth of the internet at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you still with us, Cam? Were you? Hey, yeah, oh, I can hear. 
I can hear bits and pieces. It's pretty, it's jumping around a little bit. Yeah, yeah we just really? uh, mate, we might have to. We might wrap it up. Might have to wrap it up due to due to. <laughs> really sorry, man. But um, nah, thanks, thanks for coming on. Uh, we do appreciate it, and um, we might uh catch up with you when you get when you get back from from your trip in Europe, and hopefully you don't tear my legs off at Brisbane. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if you're saying yeah to come and catch up when you get back, or yeah, yeah to tearing your legs off. But. I reckon yeah to tearing Ben's legs off. That was a, that was a definite. You're going down. <laughs> okay, well, thanks for reaching out and having me on. It's been great. And yeah, maybe next time when the internet's a bit better, we can finish this off. Yeah, mate, absolutely. And yeah, sincere apologies for it. We'd uh, love to delve a bit more into those things, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely make a date for when you get back and. Um, hopefully you've got some uh, got some great experiences from overseas and and uh, maybe even from the from the tour tour to Brisbane to to recap on. Mm-hmm. Yep, looking forward to what's coming up. So, oh, mate, oh, yeah, all the best sure. to you individually and, and to the team too. Yeah, thanks very much, and thanks for having me again. All oh, right, thanks, Cam. Thanks, Cam. Catch you later. See you guys.